welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro-balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy, and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, ladies. How are you? I hope you're having a great week so far, and I'm so excited for today's episode. As always, welcome to those of you who might be brand new, and welcome back to my ladies who are here all the time. I hope you all stick around. So today's episode is deviating from my planned routine here, what I had in my outlines as coming up in the next episode, because it came about in a conversation with my son. And I was like, you know what? This is very applicable. And just wrapping up this past round of Fat Loss Challenge, the eight-week challenge, it's come up so much. And I just felt like we need to talk about this. Also funny, because I am not a Star Wars person. I have seen one, I think exactly one movie, and it was Return of the Jedi. So fun fact about me, this is not my jam. But um, my husband likes them. We'll see if the kids like them or whatever. I don't know if it's super violent because I really I saw one when I was probably, I don't know, in high school. I don't know. Um, didn't clearly stay with me very much. But I laughed about it because I'm like, I think there's like a Yoda phrase. And I had to look it up and almost wanted to title this podcast episode at the OC shoot. I have to look it up again. There's no do. There's only try or something like that. Um, and that's what it made me think of when I was having this conversation with my son. When he was saying like, oh, well, I'll try to to do that today or I'll try. I'll really try not to talk back to you. I'll try this. I'll try not to kick my brother. I don't really honestly remember what the context was, but it was something actual. It was like in real life. And I was like, there is no try. You know, there. take the try out of it. Replace it with, no, mom, I will not do this. And was thinking about that then for myself, for my clients, and for things that we come across a lot. This is something that I was actually talking with a client and friend about maybe a year ago, two years ago now. And I remember very vividly our conversation of her saying, like, I just don't know how you can get any workouts when you're pregnant and with the busy schedule. And I, I think it was my second pregnancy, maybe third. And she's like, how do you find the motivation to do it? And which is a whole nother conversation. But I said, like, I don't find the motivation. I just do it. I don't say I'm going to try to do three workouts this week. I just say I'm going to do three workouts this week and I'll do them. And 
definitely don't think that I, I don't put myself on a pedestal and think like, oh, I do that with everything. There are plenty of things I fail at. And even thinking about the conversation with my son, if he did say, say the context was, I'm going to try not to kick my brother. That's a very realistic conversation we have around this house a lot. So say we'll go with that. Okay, say if he changed the try to I will not kick my brother again, there's a good chance he's kicking his brother sometime, probably within 24 hours, maybe tomorrow, whatever. That is absolutely part of our fallen human nature. Okay, so even us changing the verbiage does not mean it's never going to happen. Think about, you know, if you're Catholic, going to confession, we say that we we are going forth trying not to sin again. And there's there's the word try. But the priest even says, I don't want to cite the wrong part. It's not in the absolution. I think it's just in his little closing prayer there, but I could be wrong, where he says, go forth and sin no more. He doesn't say go forth and try not to sin anymore. And we know we are fallen people. We are going to sin again. But the idea is we, we're not giving ourselves an out. When we use the word or the phrase, try, I'm going to try blank, I'm going to try this, we're giving ourselves an out. And our words are very powerful. I am not a woo-woo person and like manifesty, whatever, but a lot of those things just make sense. It's like those posters you'll see around schools, like believe whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Like our mind is powerful and we're going to either make ourselves push through something or give ourselves the out. We also always want to be comfortable as human beings. So we're naturally going to go for what is more comfortable, what is easier, what does not make us stretch ourselves. So we have to at least set ourselves up to live to a higher standard, right? And then yes, we're going to have times where we fall, where we didn't get our workouts in, even if we said I will, not I try. But it's it's a real perspective shift. And I really do think it's a game changer. So I was thinking about a couple of the kind of like after effects or like what happens when we say I will instead of I'll try. And, and you can apply this to many areas of life. It's not just getting your workouts in or eating, say say you're shooting to up your protein and you're going to start trying to shoot for eating 100 grams of protein a day. Instead of saying, I'm going to try to eat 100 grams of protein. No, I will eat 100 grams of protein tomorrow. Like I will. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I have a plan for it. Also, I think just that shift in verbiage forces us to have a plan. When we say I'm going to try, it implies like we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants and we're winging it. I will is like we have a strategy going on that's going to help us to do this, okay? So what I think happens when you start saying I will instead of I'm going to try is number one, you will get resourceful. You know, there are many times that I have thought like I just don't have time to work out today. I'm not going to be able to do this. But if I've told myself and it's in my mind like I am working out today, I will work out. Say I'm even looking at it in the span of a week and I want to get four workouts in and I am like at Saturday, which I consider my workout, my weeks usually more of a Sunday to Saturday or Monday to Sa- than Monday to Sunday. So I try to finish up everything by Saturday and I look at Sunday as the start. So say I told myself I will get, what I say, four, I think, four workouts in by Saturday. And I have only done three and I am at Saturday at like 4.30 p.m. And I'm like, shoot, I overslept this morning. Shoot, we had a packed day. We have this going on right after. I will still try to find a way. See, I just use try. It's really hard now that I just called attention to it. I will find a way to get any kind of workout in. I never said it's got to be a 60-minute workout, and I never work out for 60 minutes. So usually it's a lot more like 30 minutes or less. So say 
I am now going to just take those 10 minutes while I'm making dinner and I will get it done. Or like my husband, I usually do at home date nights on Saturday night. And I try to pretty much have everything I needed to do under control by the time we put the kids to bed. And then we know that we're going to hang out. If it really came to it, I'd be like, hey, do you mind if I just take 15 minutes in the basement real quick? I'll shower off. Like, I'll be ready in 20. Let's, can I, you know, do you mind if I do that? 10 times out of 10, he's going to say, no, absolutely. Like, do what you need to do. And he's going to know that I'm going to be in a better mood. And then I'm going to come to our date night not feeling like, oh, I, I really wish I had gotten my workout in today or feeling guilty or shameful that now we're going to probably have a drink together and relax. And I'm thinking, like, I really should have worked out. That is a whole nother thing. And that, I think, comes into the communication piece with our spouses that more often than not, they would much rather get us in a better mood. I think everyone would say that. I would say that if roles were reversed as well, I would so much rather Ben, even if it was an inconvenience to me, I would much rather him say like, hey, I really am stressed about X. Could I have 20 minutes to do that? And then we'll, you know, get together 20 minutes later. I'm very happy to accommodate that. And honestly, if it was that way, your honor would be like, sweet, I can read a book for a second or like put my own feet up or do a Sudoku puzzle or something that I consider fun while I'm waiting for him. But anyway, I also love random like pockets of time because it's such a luxury, I feel like. So I would definitely be okay with that. But you see what I'm saying? It's it's like that we change when if we have a full tube of toothpaste, we're just squeezing the toothpaste and we don't care you know, how big of a a dollop we use there. If we have the tiniest bit of toothpaste left and nothing else in the drawer, we're going to get really resourceful. We're going to cut it in half with scissors and scrape the inside with our toothbrushes or like, you know, twist it around to eke just like a tiny bit out. So we do that if we've set goals for ourselves in the, no, I will eat 100 grams of protein today. If I've scoured my house and I can't really find a lot of protein I'm going to figure something out. I am going to double up some kind of portion somewhere. I am going to supplement with something like I will figure it out. So I think having that mindset and that language of if, and that is back to the example of the workouts. If I had said, I'm going to try to get four workouts in this week. Then it got to Saturday at 4.30. I would have taken the out and thought, well, I tried. I got three in and now it would be really inconvenient to get the fourth in. And just like it didn't happen today. I didn't wake up early enough. So I got three in get resourceful, use like more final language of, no, I'm getting four workouts in this week and watch what you come up with because you really will find ways to make things work. I There's other fun ways. Like I've been doing this a lot with groceries. You know, I've been sharing a lot about uh, healthy meals that we can make with, you know, low cost because grocery costs are just wild. Just today I went grocery shopping and I went to grab a thing of oats And they were literally double what they were like six months ago. Around me, they're typically like $250, $279 for just the knockoff Quaker brand, whatever generic brand the store has. Even the Quaker was still under three bucks. It was almost $5 today just for the store brand and the Quaker brand. I was like, oh my word, this is nuts. But this is a a way I've tried to do this because guess what? Like my my family needs to eat every night. So it's not, I'm going to try to make dinner tonight. It's I will make dinner tonight and I'm trying to stretch like, it's very interesting what I've been coming up with when I'm like, no, I just am not buying more of this. Like we ran out, it's just out. And then trying to stretch other things until, you know, it's time to buy more groceries again. It's it's a cool little, I don't know, I'm also a competitive person. So it's like a fun way to add competition into my jobs, I feel like, <laughs> so, as a mom and homemaker. But okay, number two. So number one, you'll get resourceful. Number two, if you use 
the mentality of you will do something rather than you'll try, you will find the second, third, or fourth win that you need. Go back to the workout example. I would have just said, it's Saturday, it's 4.30, I'm tired. I'm like in the last phase of the day here. We're going to make dinner. We're going to hang out a little bit. We're going to put the kids to bed. We're at date night. Like I'm starting to see that finish line. And very often I would say like, oh, I'm just tired. I before shared posts on, um, I hate working out at night. It's not my jam. It's really funny because I used to, back in my young 20s, when we would, I would work at a gym, we'd close the gym, do a workout at like 10.30 p.m., and I just can't even fathom doing that anymore. I definitely still, my workouts are not 10.30 p.m. But if it's one of those times I have not gotten it in, it's the end of the day. I knew I was supposed to work out today and I'm not going to use try. I'm going to use will. I'm like, oh, no, it's 8.30 and I have to work out. I will, if I have that attitude of I have to get this done today, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to start doing it. Even if I feel dead on my feet, like I need to sit down and fall asleep sitting up, I just say, Britt, you got to start it. And Every single time I've ever done that, I've gotten through the workout. Again, doesn't need to be 30 minutes, doesn't need to be the best workout of my life, but I've gotten it done. And we're able to do that. Like it's it's that mental discipline where our our mind is done 70% earlier than our body actually is. I don't I've done, I think it's I think the actual quote, this is a David Goggins thing, and I'm pretty sure it's 60-40. Like when your mind quits, you were actually only 40% of the way there. Like you still have 60% left in the tank. So I think this is a great example of that. A lot of times we think like I'm at the end of my rope, I'm spent, whatever. And we will, you can dig deep and find that you actually have a lot left, that you are capable of much more than you are giving yourself credit for when you don't give yourself an out. Don't give yourself the option. Don't give yourself the out. Okay, number three, this absolutely ties in. Once you have forced yourself to do whatever it is that you really don't want to do, that you want to make excuses for why you didn't get it done because you just were going to try. You weren't going to definitely do it. You build confidence in yourself to do things like that moving forward. This is how self-esteem and confidence work is that everything is like this. Every single thing is like this. I think as humans, we just think somebody else already has that skill. Somebody else knows how to do that. Somebody else is stronger than us. Somebody else is more confident than us. Somebody else is X, Y, or Z than us. And we are setting ourselves up for like just not believing in ourselves and then we can't do it. Then we do fail it. I think about that like really silly examples, like say doing the monkey bars, okay? Maybe you're like, I just absolutely could not do that. Like there's no way I could do that. Well, try it. Like you're not going to know until you try. And then yes, training your grip strength, like there's elements that go into it. But how do you get a good feeling about it? How do you get confidence in it once you've finally crossed the monkey bars, once you've accomplished it? It makes sense that I think one of the biggest reasons that we feel like badly about ourselves is because we're not actually doing anything hard. We're not living up to our potentials. Like, yeah, I, I those are the seasons when I can look back and be like, oh, I was kind of in a rut. I was kind of in a funk. I was feeling like, oh, I'm not like, you know, really living my quote unquote best life, not in a secular term, but like living life to the fullest. And I'll look back and think like, oh, because I wasn't, I was literally surviving. I wasn't thriving. And I know we're all in different stages of life. I mean, I've been there with you through three pregnancies. I get it. There are times where like you're so crazy pregnant. (laughs) You're just like, wow, I am just surviving. So I'm not always talking about physically. And yes, there are seasons where I think it's appropriate to just be surviving. But I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking about I can look back and see like I was just skating by in every area. Like in the meals I was making for dinner, in the way I was interacting with people, 
in the way I was parenting and in my relationship with my husband, just like just skating by, just doing the bare minimum. And you don't feel good about yourself when you're doing that. When you are actually pushing yourself, raising the bar, and then showing up for yourself, like actually proving to yourself you can do something, that's where you get confidence. We were actually talking about this. This was another family car conversation this past weekend when my son was saying like, well, why does it matter if you even win or lose? Because I think he's trying to figure out this like middle ground between we say, you know, winning's not everything. But then we also say like, you want to go out and do your best and you want to try to win. And like, if you, it's okay to be upset if you lose, but you still need to be a good sport. And that whole thing, this is kind of the, what's been in our family conversations lately. So we're talking about this again in the car. And it swung so far from he was having a hard time losing and getting upset losing, which I think is just a phase that many of us go through, many <laughs> most kids go through, and that it swung the other side of, well, I just don't care if I win kind of a thing. And we were talking about that. We're like, no, it's it's a good thing to feel good about yourself from ha- like having success at something. Obviously, we believe that all of our gifts and talents are from God, and we can't like really own the win. We're actually really not supposed to own our wins or own our losses. But that we, there is an element of, yeah, you have a good feeling. We all know that feeling when your team beats another team. Even now, just as a, whatever, um, the word I'm looking for, observer is not the right word, but you know what I mean, of a fan of something. You still get that feeling when your team beats the other team. You didn't even have to do anything for that one. But that is how we build confidence in the way that we do have a sense of, I can do this, a sense of accomplishment. Because we did something, you're not going to feel a sense of accomplishment if you've never done anything or if you're not doing things well. We know we're not fooling anyone. We're not, we're definitely not fooling ourselves. I know when I phoned something in and I did not do something to the best of my ability and I don't feel good about myself. I feel confident in my abilities when I have risen to the occasion and just not taken the out. Okay. So there's also Oh, I thought I copied it, but let me look this up. Uh, A verse came to mind, and I definitely had to look up the whole verse when I was thinking about this in the four seconds before I hit record (laughs) about how I really think it ties into discipline because I think that overarching all of this is the idea that other people are able to do this. Like I mentioned, like other people have something I don't have. Well, she does her workouts because she's a fitness person or well, that, that person you know, parents that way because X, Y, Z. Like we always want to throw things like that of, of really excuses or reasons why other people can do it. And it's it's not. That's a fallacy. That is, again, things that we're just feeding to ourselves to make us feel okay about the fact that we're saying try and we're giving ourselves an out. And the difference between the person who woke up and did their workout and you who didn't wake up and do your workout is the fact that they didn't give themselves an out. And that can apply to like 900 million different situations. Yeah, I know. I don't know what number that was either. But seriously, where I've I've listened to that with business people and stuff too. Like, no, I don't know anything more than anyone else. I just never stop trying or I just never stop growing or whatever it is. You know, saints the same way. Like, why are they a saint? It's not because they were like so much holier than us. They were born with these supernatural abilities. Like, yes, God distributes graces, gifts differently among everyone, but they were normal people and they just kept moving forward. And they, I'm sure that they didn't say, well, I'm going to try to this. I'm going to try to open a school. I'm going to try to this. I'm going to try to whatever. And some people were not opening schools, but you get, you get the gist. Um, this, I think that it all goes back to discipline 
And the, that is the distinction between saying, I, I'm going to try to do this and I will do this, is discipline in making ourselves do it. Because discipline doesn't rely on emotions. Discipline is, this is what we're doing. Okay, or this is what I'm called to do and I'm going to do it faithfully, whatever that is in that moment. So this verse that came to mind is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 7 to 11. And then I'm going to just end it here because I think I definitely can't say it better than this. (laughs) All right. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. That last line, so good. That was just verse 11. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So the only way out is through is what I get from that. You're not going to just become a disciplined person by never making yourself do anything, by never enduring hardship. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. It was helpful for me just talking about it. I feel invigorated and uh, just recharged to make myself do this because I'm here doing it too. So if you ladies would like to join my email list and you have not yet, you're actually going to want to do that on the new site, healthycatholicmoms.com. And it's right at the bottom of the homepage to join the email list. And you're going to want to do that because I'm giving you all the first chance to sign up for something this coming week. I'm sure you know what it is. Not a big surprise. The Healthy Through the Holidays program I'm going to open up by the end of this week, but I want to give all of you listeners and those on the email list a first chance to sign up. So healthycatholicmoms.com, just scroll on to the bottom, put your email in, and you will get it on Thursday. All right, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you Friday. Bye.